All right, everybody, welcome to Halo's Heaven Radio. I am Jessica DeLine, and I am here with Rick Sadras. Hey, guys. And we are here to talk to you about some Angels baseball, specifically the last week of action. We're going to go through all the players, and we are going to talk about what to expect in the upcoming week. So, (laughs) exactly. Before we get started, I just wanted to comment on a few things. Aside from today, last week was horrendous, right? Uh, It could have been better. (laughs) It was bad. I have some stats I wanted to share, some overall stats. Um, The offense had the hardest, the highest hard hit ball rate of anybody in baseball, and we lost six out of seven games. See, um... I have no idea what to say to that. <laughs> the pitching was just <laughs> terrible. We already know that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So the offense did really well and the pitching essentially lost it as well as uh, some holes in the, I think some holes in the offense leaving too many people on base. But if you look at that same number, I have it up for pitchers. Angels pitchers had the second, gave up the second highest hard hit rate. So were they pitching to themselves? So the pitchers were getting teed off on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What happens if the Angels offense faces Angels pitching? Um, I think that means that we would have the greatest uh the greatest run scoring games of all time. All right. Um let's jump let's jump in with the bad from last week um before we get on to the good stuff. Who do we got in that category? So the two big ones are gonna be Zach Cozart and Peter Borges. I think that was kind of an expected. Um, they were actually two of only three bad ones on the offensive side, in my opinion. And Zach Cozart, uh, but going into today, was batting 111, 143, 111. So that's two hits in 18 at-bats. And then he had no hits today, so that's even more impressive. <laughs> so he is just absolutely, bad, yeah. yeah, he is just killing the records for terrible players. And Borges, meanwhile, he had a couple more hits, or maybe one more hit. Um, but he, he, in my opinion, he looks worse than Cozart right now. Uh, Cozart is at least lining the ball sometimes. And he hits fly balls to the warning track. He's got that old man power. But, but Borges, I don't know what to say about him. He's not fast anymore. He doesn't have power. He can't, he can't hit the ball half the time. He's striking out at a crazy rate for how few plate appearances he gets. I don't know what to do with him. He's just, he's honestly the worst. <laughs> it, it's, it's bad. Yeah. And um, they definitely are the two standouts uh, last week for the bad category. Um, Mike Trout was actually in there until today. Um, that changed things pretty dramatically. He was only hitting 182 the last seven days or six days. Um, but that didn't take into account his, Two for three with three walks, which uh, takes them out of that category, definitely. Yeah, exactly. He goes up into the uh, probably the meh category. The only other one that was in the bad category, and it's hard to say he was in the bad, would be Justin Bohr. Um, I know that a lot of people are going to say that because of his you know base running antics. But outside of that, um, even though he was... He didn't exactly hit for much power, and he didn't really take any walks this past week. Um, he was still hitting pretty well. I mean, I think today was his eighth consecutive game as a starter with a base hit. So 
it's kind of hard to place him in the bad category when he's consistently getting the base hits coming up in those spots that we need him to. The problem is those ninth and eight, those ninth inning and eighth inning uh, caught looking strikeouts where it's actually a ball four or ball three. Yeah. Um, you don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I personally don't think I'd put him in the bad. He hit two seventy three. Yeah. And not counting today, he was hitting two seventy three. I mean, he certainly wasn't amazing. Yeah, he was like one for four today or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't have an amazing week, but I I would definitely put him more. Yeah, than the me. problem the problem is when you're seeing those late plate appearances where he's striking out on pitches off the plate, you have to give him credit because his eye is better than the umpires. Like if he was the umpire, he's better than Robo Umps at this point. But <laughs> but he. <laughs> It, it's it's so hard because a few of them have been really off the plate that were called strikes, but there have been a couple that were close enough where it's like, you know, you could have tried to foul it off or something. You know, you're in a situation that's pretty tight. It's a close game. Maybe try to just like, you know, waste a pitch. I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of mad about, like you said, I'm mad about Justin Bohr this week. It's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, that's where I would put him. And as far as, as, far as his good eye... I think you have to take into account the umpire. Some of these games where he's getting called out on bad pitches, the umpire had a big strike zone before he came to the plate, so he should have known and protected. Yeah, but that one that was like two baseballs off the plate, that was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was bad, but sometimes you got to swing if it's close. If you got two strikes and the umpire doesn't have a a tight strike zone, then you might have to swing. Well, I think we should move on. I don't know. We should move on those pitchers. some, Some pitchers? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think we got a few of those that were not good last week. What's wrong with Cody Allen? Um, he's just uh our new Ernesto Freire. He is <laughs> he's so bad right now. I remember saying that I was kind of optimistic because he was doing pretty well, and he is almost directly responsible for three losses. So I don't know what to say about him right now other than maybe um take a break <laughs> come back to baseball in a year he's an interesting know. one yeah i want him to be good but i mean he certainly had a, a downward turn last year i think we try to write it off as it was a few bad appearances um but a few bad appearances is a closer you don't you can't really afford that already in the April. biggest thing i saw today was that his velocity is down like I don't know. It's like it's down another mile per hour on average from last year, which was down a mile per hour on average from the year before that. So maybe he's just I mean, he's he's still young, but maybe he's just getting, you know, old in like the Weaver sense where, you know, he trended downward fast. Maybe. But Weaver could still locate and Cody Allen can't really locate. Weaver did great at locating it down the middle of the plate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, another guy, Jake Jewell, he had a rough week. He's back in Salt Lake, I believe. Yeah, he, he earned it, too. I, it was a terrible showing from him. It was... He, he faced 17 batters and gave up seven runs. It was just not good. Yeah. So, I mean, he's basically Cody Allen Light at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they both had a 27 ERA. Yeah. Well, Cody Allen's was different, uh, actually worse, because he pitched today and we didn't have that stat on there. Well, you don't know that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's true. How many outs did Cody Allen get today? I'm um, zero. So, <laughs> so any how many runs did he give up? Enough. 
<laughs> two. So going into it, he had one inning and three runs. Now he has one inning after today and five runs. I've seen worse. So uh, so that's like a 45 area, I believe. So Jake Jewell has definitely been the opposite of a gem this week. And um, who 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 else failed? There was Cam Bedrosian, but we expect that. I mean, Bard wasn't that great. He had a 500 on base. Bard, Bard just isn't that great. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Cahill, I would put him in the Cahill bad. Was, Cahill was terrible for both games. Uh, Matt Harvey sucked. The only pitcher you can conceivably, the only pitcher you can really say was not terrible this week. Well, there's there's the only starter would be Jaime Berea, but in the start that he wasn't bad, he didn't start. Well, we'll get to the goods. There's only a few, but yeah, he's, I, I don't. Because Chris Stratton was terrible. I don't know that I would put, I put Jaime Berea in the meh. He had a 300 average against, four oh, yeah. runs. No, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't hits, fantastic. Five innings, not great. But, only pitchers I can see maybe, well, like you said, there's a lot of bad relievers. Um, uh, Dylan Peters was maybe a little more. I don't meh. think he, three innings, yeah, three he hits, a one lot, run. So I don't really know yeah. if he was terrible. Yeah. Um, Cam Cam Pedrosian yeah, was definitely terrible, as you said. He's, he is definitely. He is our foundation, and that's the reason why we're collapsing. <laughs> you know. That being said, I'm so glad that well, I think he pitched yesterday. He, did. he had right? actually a very good game yesterday. He, I was really hoping he wasn't going to come in in the ninth today after Noe Ramirez blew up because that would have just been game over, I think. Or after, uh, well, Noe Ramirez and then Cody Allen, if they had gone Cam Bedrosian, that would have been, it would have been done. And Noe was doing great this week up until he came in for that second appearance today. And I've, I've pretty frequently said that I don't think he should be pitching more than one inning. Um, I know that we were using him as a long reliever last year. And generally speaking, he gives up more runs in the second and third inning. Now, I was complaining because I was wondering, isn't he supposed to be our long reliever? However, (laughs) I think that we should have an actual one. Maybe. You, You know who should be the long reliever? Jaime Berea. <laughs> yes, exactly what I was just going to say. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have him pitch two or three innings every two or three days. I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, I think I think Felix Pena should be in the same spot. I mean, uh, he was also bad this week, but he he should be in the same spot. Oh, I, I hesitate only because we do need some starters. <laughs> well, apparently not. If we go to the opener. Yeah, but you, you still need a guy to pitch four or five innings unless you're going to blow up your bullpen. Well, a long reliever can pitch four know. or five innings. That's basically what Jaime Maria was today. So it's rather ironic that Brad Osmus was on the radio, I think on Friday, and he was talking about how much of a strength the bullpen is and how they lean on them heavily. And this week the bullpen was not great. I mean, there was a f- just a few guys, but you you can't keep leaning on. He did admit, he's like, eventually we need to get more length out of the starters. But yeah, that's just not good. No, I really do think that... um because as you saw from this week, using the starters the way we did, it's obviously not cutting it. And I'm pretty sure that Jaime Berea would have been not very good today had we not done the opener. Um, because the whole reason it exists in the first place is so that the starter can avoid seeing the top of the order the first time through, get a bit more length out of them, 
they can go about, you know, six innings or so without ever having to see that top three, three or four times. So right. that's the reason why I think Jaime Barrio was successful today. Had he started the game, maybe by the time his fifth or sixth inning came along, he just started getting lit, lit up again. So I actually think that the opener is a fantastic technique. And I thought we should have started using it last year. And if there's one thing that Osmus has done this year that I've actually liked, it's that. Uh, I agree. I like it. And I was not opposed to doing it from the beginning of the season. It's going to be interesting to see if they keep doing it or if they only do it for Berea starts or if they it becomes a more regular occurrence. I guess we'll find out this week. He did say before the game today that they're going to be using it again in the future, but he said that they're going to use it sparingly, I believe. So I think we're going to be seeing it every now and then, maybe with like Stratton starts and Berea starts. <laughs> Speaking speaking of, that's a good, that's a good segue. <laughs> so we got to finish with some of the bad trash heap of pitching that we had last week. Stratton was in there, certainly. Seven hits, five innings, six runs, three walks. Just terrible. Yeah, and his spin rate just was absolutely phenomenal, too. I was I was really thrilled <laughs> with it. <laughs> what about his velocity? Because <laughs> that's the greatest predictor of success. Well, I'm I'm of the opinion that Doug White doesn't need velocity to be successful. Okay. <laughs> interesting okay all right so stratton uh, i'm going to skip over some of the goods because we're coming back to them we we talked about harvey he he didn't do a good job this week anyone who starts anyone who begins a game other than robles was just terrible <laughs> <laughs> there's five guys that had zero earned runs we'll probably come back to them and put them all in the good um but we have felix Pena is interesting he gave up three runs in five innings but he only allowed two hits and two walks yeah but they were both home runs i yeah so that that's an interesting one i almost put that in the meh even though he had a 5.4 era yeah i'm not so sure about that he did not look i know where you're coming from his betting average balls in play a lot was very very low so that was good but you yeah you have to at some point Stop giving up home runs. <laughs> and well, and if he had gone, if he had gone just one more inning, that's a quality start. I don't think it was very two quality. Home runs. I'm not. I, I I like Felix Pena. I like Felix Pena. I don't think it was a very good week for him. So <laughs> all right, I'm gonna put him in the meh. Yeah, I would. You putting him in the bad? All right. All right, we're gonna come back to the pitchers in a minute and cover the good. Uh, let's go cover the good with the batters and then any Miz that we left out, but I think we got them. So I initially was going to say that Andrelton Simmons had been the best in the last week, but I completely changed my mind. Um, not because he was bad, but because Brian Goodwin was so freaking awesome this <laughs> week. Oh my gosh. I wish I could see his final slash on the week, but even before today, he had the highest OPS home run and had two walks. He was just phenomenal. Yeah, I've been impressed with him. It seemed like a weird pickup, but he yeah, has really I'm worked so out. I'm well. so impressed with him. And he and as you were saying the other day, I mean, he has a reverse slash against lefties. So, I mean, you can't really lose with him right now. He needs to be in the lineup every single day. Borges needs to be gone and Goodwin needs to be batting every day. Yeah. I I agree with you. He should be in the lineup all the time. I don't care if a lefty's pitching. He had the 
highest on base percentage of the week. He had the highest slugging percentage on the week. And he had one of the highest batting averages on the week. He was just insane. Like it was it was crazy. Yep, that's true. And Simmons, you said you were going to put him in the best for the week. Uh, I, I agree with putting Goodwin ahead of him, but Simmons had an amazing week as well. He hit in every game. He yep. had. Did he have a double today too? Yes, he, he had did. Five doubles. Five this consecutive week. games. Six doubles. Five consecutive games with doubles. Wow. So six total doubles this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an amazing week. He did ground into three double plays, but I don't care when you're hitting over four hundred and playing like that. That's fine. Yeah, definitely. He was he was absolutely great. Um, he's really getting that trade value back up, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you can write another article about trading him. Exactly. No, he was he was great. I I love I love him so I'm glad he's doing better again. Um, he's he's lining the ball. You know, he has a really great approach now. I hate hate that he swings at the first pitch so much. That's the thing I hate most about him. Yeah, he should never ever hit lead off. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't mean I don't mean lead off. I mean like swinging at the first pitch. Because, right, no, that's why he shouldn't hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. He has like a 1.1% walk rate on the season, something stupidly low. But <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. But no, he um when he when he gets a few pitches to see, his eye, he has a really really great eye and he needs to just go ahead and use that to his advantage and wait for his pitch like he talked about last season. Because when he does wait for his pitch, it always falls in. It is amazing. It is, yeah, definitely. So uh, we got some more goods to talk about, which is which is always a fun thing. Jonathan Lacroix and Kevin Smith, the catching tandem, um, both had great weeks. They really did, and um, Jonathan Lacroix, like I, we we haven't been shy about praising his offense past couple weeks. Um, he was singling on everything. I really wish he had some power to him, but when he comes up in big spots, he seems to deliver. And I really have not been I've really been kind of eh on his defense because his offense has been so consistent for us. Now, Kevin Smith, on the other hand, had not had some great defense in the past week or so. <laughs> uh, not not this past week, but the week before that. Right. So it was really to see him come through with some serious power this week, especially that home run he had today. That was really key for us with a two run shot that drove in Goodwin. Um, and he had those two doubles yesterday, which I thought was going to help us win. So he, Kevin Smith has the power that Lucroy doesn't have. Lucroy has a bit better, well, a bit less worse defense, but they've both been coming through in big spots. I've been really happy with them. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then there is Tommy freaking Listella. <laughs> this guy has already broken his single season home run record. Granted, he's never really played a lot. I think 120 games was the most he's ever played, but well, 120 it's games only is still April a lot. 21st, I mean, that's... and he has six home runs. That's a... it is, yeah. But usually he's played around 70 games a season and hit five home runs. So that's he's having a heck of a a season so far. He really is, and I'm always I'm always kind of laughing silently to myself whenever people whenever people say he's be DFA'd and stuff. I'm like, you know, you realize that he's like one of our best hitters, right? <laughs> It's not even a joke. Yeah. Like even aside from the home runs, like he walks so much that he's still one of our better hitters. Um, his batting average on balls in play continues to be absolutely ridiculously against all odds low for the season. It's one seventy, um, and then you take into account his six home runs. Um, 
but he has like a 13 or 12.9 percent walk rate still uh which is um 0.1% behind the best on the team. And the other thing is, in addition to that, he has not been striking out a lot like we thought he was going to. So I really haven't had any complaints about it all other than some defense sometimes. But his his defensive limitations have been minimal at best, and I think people are just overreacting a bit. Yeah. He has provided like the third most war on the team, so... It's kind of hard for us to uh, <laughs> kind of hard for us to really complain about him too much. That's like that's like being that's like being angry. You have JD Martinez in the outfield. Like you have JD Martinez. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think we've hit all the goods with the offense. We I think we missed a couple of miss. Like Cole Calhoun was. Well, a- no, I think I think there's one more good. Was there? Yeah, I think you forgot about David Fletcher. Oh, I did forget about David Fletcher. Yeah, he had a good week. Yeah, and he did have a good had a good out of the leadoff spot too. Uh yeah, I would agree with that. He was I liked him there. That was Yeah, I I hope we see him there more. I think we will. Yeah, he really um he came through in a lot of spots for us and he especially had that solo shot off of Anthony Swarzak, Swarzak I think it was. Uh-huh. And that was awesome. Like you don't ever expect that from him, but that was like 401 feet. I was so thrilled. <laughs> we'll take it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, David Fletcher. Didn't mean to leave you off there. Oh, and you can't really forget about <laughs> Pujols, too. Uh, would you say good? Oh, I would. I He wasn't really bad at all. His batting average was low, really? but he had some power when he did hit. He had what? He had I two mean, doubles. He, he had a hit. home run. Three walks. Five RBI. He led the team in RBI. I have RBIs. a hard time putting anybody with it. Yeah. All right. He did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's still borderline meh. Well, he led the team in RBIs up he until uh, he, he was leading it until uh, Goodwin and Listella today. But, but yeah, I mean, he had 529 slugging, a 364 on base percentage. He was still walking, which I love to see the improved plate discipline from him. Um, Part of his on base percentage is he was hit by a pitch, though. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did have three walks, which was, what, second best on the team up until today? Because then Goodwin had the two walks to almost tie Mike Trout, who himself had two walks. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, I, I don't know. I just I just have a hard time with the... Maybe it's because like, I think he's better than expectations. But I, I just... Personally, I wouldn't call it good. What he did this week, I'd call it okay. He was just shy of a 900 OPS. Uh, I think I, I think your I think your bias is clouding your judgment here. I'm I'm sticking to my meh because he hit two thirty five with. But batting average doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. It, it does though. But he did drive in runs. I don't know. Batting average does matter. Yeah, but if he's driving in the run, I know everybody wants to talk about OBP, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, fine. You put him. We're we're split on. Pool okay, you'll have him in the high meds. I'll have him in the. <laughs> Low eyes. Yes. Okay. He's a high man. Yeah, for sure. All right. So some good pitchers before we get Were into the any? minor league guys. <laughs> uh, we there. Yeah, absolutely. Buttry was good and he got out of a jam. Yeah, I, I don't know. Today. I gotta have Buttry in the meh for this week, even though he didn't allow any runs. Really, he didn't. Yeah, allow but he was shaky every appearance this week. Every single one, mm-hmm. he allowed multiple base runners. Every single one, he had runners in scoring position. 
the fact that he got out of it is obviously great, but I mean, it's hard for me to be like, wow, he was fantastic when he's really coming up in some uh, concerning situations. <laughs> All right. So you're putting him man. in the myth? Because he didn't allow any runs. All right. I'm putting... I'm putting him in and in, in good for sure. <laughs> um, we had some other good ones. I think we left off. Noe Ramirez was good until today. Yeah, I had a mess. <laughs> so we covered that. Uh, Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia was probably the best of the week, in my opinion. I don't. Did he even allow any runners at all? He did. Did he today? No. No, he didn't. And he didn't. Yeah, so he had the well, best I mean, week of said, anybody. Yeah, no run. Uh, well, there's one other guy that had the same or better week just because he struck out more. Who? Taylor Cole. <laughs> okay, sure. Taylor Cole didn't allow. Uh, well, they both. Oh, Taylor Cole walked one yeah. person. Garcia walked three. Neither of them allowed Garcia, a hit or a run. He, he walked three. Oh, oh, never mind. He did that in one game. He walked the bases loaded and then got out of it. Yep. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. So I think I think you could argue Cole yeah. was better Cole only better. because he had two yep. base runners. And Cole and Cole, the thing about Taylor Cole, he made it look easy too. Even with that one walk, like he got out of his innings fast. I love watching Taylor Cole. He does a good job, especially for a no-name guy. And then there's there's one. You happen you happen to remember um, how we got him? Was he like a Epler acquisition, or was he like a Depoto piece that was that that we developed? That is a great question. Let's talk about Robles okay. and we'll come back. I'm going to look it up while you're talking about. It. Yeah, because he he had a great week, too. So Robles had three innings pitched with no hits allowed and one walk. He did a pretty good job, too. I'd say Garcia, Robles and Cole were were all very solid this week. Yeah. And Robles probably the best. So go ahead. Yeah, probably the best pitchers on the team this week. Those three. Okay, so, um, Taylor is a is an Epler action because we got him from the Blue Jays. For because he was terrible Blue Jays. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, which he was a free agent in March 2018. So that was just prior to the start of last season. Yeah. So that was a yeah that was that was one of the good ones from Epler that um people don't really remember a lot of times. But Taylor Cole has been absolutely awesome. I love watching him. Um, but as you're saying, Hansel Robles, uh, if he can be our a consistent um. I don't really know if I like him in the opener role necessarily because he is really strong for us when we need him late in games. But we do need somebody who... Well, let's see. How did, how did the Rays use it? Um, the Rays used Sergio Romo as the opener, typically, um, because the jump ball pitcher had a very different look than most of their starters. So I would think that you'd probably want somebody like... Who's, who's a junk ball thrower on our team? I mean, other than like Luke Barton's. I don't, I don't mean they're junk. I mean... <laughs> junk? Maybe Noe Ball Ramirez. Thrower. I I think Noe kind of has the same profile as Sergio Romo. Or we could just sign a knuckleballer yeah, and go that route. That's true. <laughs> well, Cahill's curve is a knuckle curve. That's true. Does that count? But he's a starter, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he can't really put it where he wants it lately. Yeah, All I'm, right. I'm, so. I'm, I think that <laughs> I think Rogue's like in, in the later roles better. But, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Noe would actually do really well in a uh, opener role. I'd be down for that. Did we miss any other guys on the 25-man roster before we get to the... <laughs> Yeah, I think we hit everybody. So, again, like we did last week, we changed, oh, this, we did forget changed one. this up a little bit. We did forget I one. am going to give you this. Well, not we... for the good, Ooh. necessarily, but I forgot John Curtis. Oh, <laughs> we 
Yeah. And then let's move on now. <laughs> Anyways, off to the minor league guys. Curtis had a good slider. We, we discussed Sorry, John that. Curtis. Um, like, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he does. But sometimes just one good pitch doesn't make you a great pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you the stats of these minor okay. guys that are on the 40-man roster. And you are going to say what you think of that. So we have a pitcher, three innings pitch, six hits, one run, five strikeouts. He started, did he, was that a start? I'm not even sure. That's interesting. I wonder why he only went three innings. Anyway, that's, yeah, he Wait gave up second. six hits in those three innings, though. Wait a second. He you said came one in run, in five the strikeouts, inning. three innings pitched? Um, yep. Okay. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, uh, but what would you would you call that good? What kind of I hits mean, were I they? I think that's good. Even though he gave up six hits, I don't know that detail. But it was Luis Madero, and he came in because Cooper Criswell, who I didn't even know was on the Sixty Sixers, gave up six runs in three innings. So they brought Madero in in the fourth. So he pitched Chris bad. I'm just kidding. Um, let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next one. I I call that good. I think that's good. <laughs> All right, so this next one we have is 2.1 innings pitched, one hit, two walks, three earned runs, and six strikeouts. Meh. Yeah, I, I'd give it meh. He had six strikeouts and 2.1 innings is fantastic. Yep. This was Justin Anderson. He had a game where he gave up three runs off of a hit and two walks. I'm assuming that was probably a home run. Definitely that, sounds that's like That's kind of what that stat line looks like. Um, against Fresno, and yes, it was a home run with two on. I mean, it doesn't sound that terrible. The the walks obviously aren't a promising sign, but you expect that from him. Um, but allowing a home run in the PCL is kind of expected. Yeah. I mean, that's not anything surprising to raise your eyebrows about. I know you're not looking at the same stats as me, but I still am going to put him in math. But his last outing on Friday. 1.1 innings, zero hits, zero runs, zero walks, and four strikeouts. He struck out everybody he faced. That's a good outing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a good positive sign for him anyway, even though he's already given up five runs and 3.2 innings this year. All right, who's next? Which is not good. Okay, next guy. <laughs> um, I'll just say John Curtis. He did pitch once in the minors and he gave up a run in two innings with four strikeouts he has a good slider next <laughs> it's it's not super exciting he's still kind of meh yeah that's his meme he has a good slider next jake jewel did <laughs> jake jewel did not pitch in the minors so we will skip him thank god and dylan peters did not pitch so we will skip him oh we did skip we kind of skipped over peters in the majors though but well i think yeah Maybe for a uh, he reason. He wasn't terrible. He had three ERA. But I mean, I, I actually like Dylan Peters from what I've seen from him. So I'm, I'm just waiting to see a little bit more out of him. I would like to. Well, if we can get him over <laughs> Matt Harvey, I mean, anything's better than him. All right. So we have <laughs> Matt Harvey. You loved Matt Harvey, Harvey for like two minutes. I don't know what you're talking about. You are delusional. Anyway, next one has 12 at-bats and one... Oh, wow. One hit in 12 at-bats, and it was a home run. That's 
bad. I don't care that it was a home run. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Who was it? That was that was Marcinho. Well, I mean, he has he's had a good seat so far, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, but that that's bad. Yeah. One for twelve, home run or not, is is pretty terrible. And he struck out five times with with zero walks. I they don't do last week fielding, so. As far as how is his catching, he has one. Really? That's it? Is he not playing much? He has one caught stealing and two stolen base attempts. Well, either nobody's stealing or he's not playing much, so. Wow. He also has three pass balls. Okay, so meh. In eight games. I'm just kidding. I'm mad. I'm bad. Yeah. All right. All right. We have have one more um, for the minor league guys. And last week he hit, oh, Jesus. (laughs) You you probably know who this is by the process of elimination. But, oh, wait, he did, last week goes back to the 15th. So he was 4 for 27 (laughs) with two home runs and six RBIs. Taylor Uh, 4 for 27 is not, that's a 148 average. Uh, no, it was uh, Renhifo. Well, Did I forget where I was going to guess Renhifo, but you said two home runs, and that didn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, he hit two home runs last week, and he hit triple today. I saw that, so that didn't that didn't show which up yet. Is, but... Which uh, that was? Uh, are they playing right now? They were earlier. I saw it earlier. Yeah, I, he had seven. He was seven for. Okay, I'm going to put him back in the good. I was looking at runs, not hits. Oh, okay. well, that's very different. <laughs> So he was seven for twenty-seven, which is two fifty-nine uh, with home runs and a triple. Okay, I'll put that out. That's good. Yeah. The, the uh, slugging is impressive. The you'd like to see more hits out of him though, because his whole game is speed. He's not the offense isn't going to translate. It's the speed that needs to translate and the on-base percentage that it does. So I don't really care about his home runs in the PCL league with juiced balls. I want to see more running. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. All right. So that was all of the 40 man roster that we covered. So, unless there's anything else we want to talk about over the last week other than losing six games, <laughs> we can go on to next week's. I mean, we can, um, we can dwell on those games. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I, I don't think we should. <laughs> It'll just get my blood pressure rising. I mean, yeah, I don't. Let's, let, yeah, it's kind of, it was depressing because we scored. Seven runs, zero runs, four runs, ten runs. I mean, we it's it's not that our offense was that bad last week. We I want to say win. this though, um, to the listeners. You know, I know I've been called very um critical and cynical lately, but it's awfully hard to maintain positivity in a six game losing streak. You have no idea. <laughs> Especially when you're writing three of the post games. And you're just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do yeah. here? Like, am I just going to, like, rant again? Or am I going to completely put a different spin on it? So it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that's fair. I don't I don't think people realize how much angels we consume on a day to day basis. There are definitely some fans out there who are in a similar boat, but we consume all that and we have to write about it. And it definitely wears on you. Uh, it is hard to stay positive at times when the team is playing like they have been. So hopefully it's always more fun to write about when things are going yep. well. 
And <laughs> hopefully we'll see some of that because people also tend to tune in more when things are going well, exactly. which is great as well. So let's talk about next week. We have the Yankees for four games rolling into town tomorrow. Normally I would be concerned, but they are broken and battered. Yeah, can I can I use this really fast? Because I want to talk about that for a moment. Um, let me see. I had it right here. Oh man, I had a uh, an image that I pulled from Reddit. They talked about their oh here it is their lineup on their IL. They have Stanton, Hicks, Judge, Andujar, Gregorius, Tulowitzki, Bird. Severino, Sanchez, and Batances, Batances, all on their IL at the same exact time. That's an entire field with a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. Yeah, it's crazy. I was I was starting to work on the series preview for this week, and looking at their injury list is insane. Yeah, I mean we've we've had some bad bad um, injury problems lately, but this is insane. Like their entire starting lineup is on the IL. The entirety of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whose goat they didn't allow into Yankee Stadium or whatever happened, but <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have to figure out what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes me a little excited for the series, but I'm going to temper my expectations. However, I do want to mention this. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the uh, past few weeks, we kind of uh, had a pattern going where we like you know lose one and then I, we we win one and lose six. And then we lose one and win six. And then we win one and lose six. So maybe it's time for our luck to change again. I think so. And I hope so. Um, that, pattern literally, that pattern is exactly the way it's worked out. That pattern I don't think is necessarily new, though. I think we saw some of that last year. And I think it's we just have an inconsistent, not always strong team, which which tends to lend itself to that kind of pattern. But I think we could... Definitely trend back toward the 500 range mm -hmm. and win some games this week. Maybe go back over 500. Um, what is the Angels' current record right now? I didn't even look. I, I don't look some days because it's depressing. It's like 9 and 13. So it's entirely possible we could go over 500 this week. So we have the Yankees for four games. I'm not sure what the pitching matchups are. Um, we'll, we'll consider it a loss if we're facing any lefties. <laughs> they even have lefties. Oh, we do. Uh, Hap. Hap is having a terrible year, but he's probably going to have a bounce back game against us. Yeah, it's going to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> is Hap tomorrow? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was either Monday or Tuesday. So we, I'm okay. going to go with, I think we're going to win three games against the Yankees, and that's kind of bold. Yeah, I have it right here, actually. It says Jay Hap versus Matt Harvey. So that's a loss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we have Herman versus Stratton. So that's a loss. <laughs> Changing it to two and two, and then we have to be determined versus Pena and to be determined versus Cahill. So there you go. All right, I'm going two and two with the Yankees. Yep, <laughs> sticking to it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three and one. We already won one of our six games that we're supposed to win this week. So that was today, and so I'm gonna say three and one, and we're gonna win the next three okay. games. Whoever they're against, I have no idea. Oh, it's against the Royals. Right, so That's a given. We, yeah. Yep, we go to Kansas City for three. So I I think we could win five games this week total. Two Yankees, we could sweep the Royals. But I'm going to go four and three on the week. I'm going to say ooh, we won today. So um, 
I'm going to say, are we counting the last game against the Royals or next week? Uh, that's in the, yeah, we're Monday gonna, to Sunday, so. Okay, I'm going to count the, I'm going to count them too. So I'm going to say that we're going to go six and one on the week. I'm going to be super bold. Only because we've been trending like that. That is <laughs> super bold. I, I hope we do because then we'll go over 500 and it'll be a fun week. Um, but yeah, let, let's see what happens. The Royals aren't very good. Well, you had better believe that after that, my next prediction is going to be one and six against the Blue Jays and the Astros, which sounds very real. You know what's going to happen? Speaking of the Blue Jays, you know what's going to happen on April 30th? What? First of all, I hope Otani's back by then. That was my prediction. So <laughs> I always <laughs> like to be right on my predictions because some of them are way off. Second of all, it's very possible that we will see Vlad Jr. playing at that's right. I'm really excited for that one, too. Yep. I don't know which pitcher he's going to trash, but... <laughs> All of them. <laughs> so now... Okay, you know what? Now I'm now I'm totally 100% convinced, okay? We are going to go 6-1 and one this week, and we are going to go 1-6 and six next week. That's exactly what's going to happen. You've convinced me. <laughs> yep. Now it's, now it's the Blue Jays, the Vlad, and the Astros. Okay. So that's a given. That being said, <laughs> anything else we need to cover before we wrap up this week's podcast? There was one other thing. Um, I also wanted to mention how, I know this isn't really relevant to the Angels. Oh my God, did you see Ramon Laureano's catch and throw today? That that was pretty amazing. I mean, he overthrew it, but he threw it like across the stadium. He Yeah, <laughs> he caught it by like leaping like a i don't know like a dolphin out of the water and stabbing at it over well over the wall <laughs> and then he comes back he overthrows from left center and he like almost throws it into the seats past first base yeah and then nick hunley gets it and then he makes a great play to get the guy at second i was like what the heck that was probably one of the best plays all around i've ever seen that was amazing that that was yeah that was pretty ridiculous <laughs> sorry i just that that's just an insane arm speaking of arms let, let's call that out before we wrap up as well uh trout and calhoun both had outfield assists today which was which was pretty great yes that was awesome and um and you know i mean calhoun's kind of i don't know if it really counts it was more like boren and simmons being heads up than it was calhoun but <laughs> yeah but you did see you did see Calhoun get lined up for that catch and just yeah, whip it back in. Get the run from scoring too, but yeah, I think it was more boring Simmons getting the assist there. But uh, yeah, yeah, Calhoun was targeting the run at home, and then Bohr cut it off and got that out at second. One thing I have to say about that though, from Simmons, why didn't he just touch the base? Because it wasn't he didn't tag on it, and uh, I don't. That's a good question. It got way closer than it needed to be. I was kind of like freaking out about that. I was like Simmons, why didn't you just like? touch second yeah <laughs> that is true <laughs> uh, right. the thing before we go really fast um related to Ramon Laureano the reason why I brought up in the first place as long as he and you know Angle and Kiermaier and Bradley Jr. and all of them are in center field Trout is never going to win a gold glove it's impossible Trout would have to move over to left field to ever win a gold glove I, I think it's impossible at this point that's Probably true. That's tough. Yep. That's a good point. I think that play alone probably sealed Ramon Laureano's gold glove this year. It's, it's April, but he has made enough plays to where I think it's a given. 
It's, it's kind of the same problem that Simmons has with making it through the all-star game because mm-hmm. of the strength of shortstops in the AL. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's never going to yep. go glove again. Anyway, sorry to leave on that note. <laughs> We're not going to leave on that note because I think he is going to. And we are going to have a winning week this week. So let's leave it on a positive note. And the Angels are going to win some I games. I think you're crazy. And not, <laughs> not lose all week. Crazy. You said no, six I meant and the, one. Uh, the winning it, though. That's what I meant. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we have for this week's podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, you guys. You have a great day. Bye. Happy Easter.